I'm Frank, and I'm not a big fan of BJ's Wholesale Club super low gas prices. I don't trust things that low. Started in 92. Big office Christmas party. Come on, join the limbo line. Now I see a chiropractor. So, no, BJ's. I don't want super low gas prices. Okay, then. But if you'd like super low gas prices and a $40 digital BJ's gift card, join the new BJ's Wholesale Club. Opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. Donica Strange Riscano, author, speaker, and community leader, comes to you today with Recapture, the weekly program that gives a biblical perspective on living a Christ-centered life as you walk through your recovery journey. Our focus is providing healing for the family with love, knowledge, forgiveness, and information. Hello, Sunshine. How are you doing? This is Monica in today for Recapture Radio. And uh, we have our great uh, sponsor and founder here with us. Hey, Donica. Hey, Monica. How are you doing? Well, I'm just having a blessed, blessed day. So excited to be here with our audience uh, to share our message of Recapture Radio. And we're just going to really just get into it today. Last week, we talked about... Oh, yes, Monica. Yes, before we get into it. Yes, yes. We're going to do a Girl Power Week. Girl Power! (laughs) Miss Val is our producer this week. So we always like to have, when we have our Girl Power producers in the radio room. So it is a definite Girl Power alert. We're so happy to have Miss Val uh, in the station today as our producer, Miss Val, is a Houston radio legend. We're so glad to have her here. She came from other programs, and we not only is she a producer, but she is an on-air personality, and we're so glad and humbled to have her in our Girl Power session today. Yes. Welcome, 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 Miss Val. Yes. I'm talking about topics that are important to us. Yes. So what we're going to do... What we're going to do, Monica, is you're going to do a recap for recapture because we always do that. But the topics that we've been walking you through for the last few weeks are so important that we're going to stop on it and kind of walk through it a little bit more. A conversation about drugs with your children. Yes. And I will say, as the founder of Patricia Ann Strange Diamond Celebration, we support women in recovery from drugs and alcohol, but we also want to advocate for families. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but I on my social media uh, a week or so ago, I posted a message. I'm not ashamed of my mom. I'm proud. There's some people that are experiencing an addiction or recovery that they cannot come from out of the shadows and share their stories because right. I'm talking about you, child. Ooh, child, what? Yes, it's not an easy journey. But and I would always say that I I'm not telling my mother's story of addiction. We tell our mother's story of recovery. You're not going to hear some woo story of this happened and this happened while my mother was in her struggle. We tell our story of our mother's um, recovery, and so we honor our mother. We honor our elder. We honor her as our ancestor. To, to tell her in a way that is respectful and that is victorious. It is a victorious piece. I also know, Monica, that it can be a heart-wrenching journey. And Very so, much so it's almost, 
I would give you an example. Maybe it's not the best example. Someone, they went on a weight loss journey, they lost 100 pounds, and they've forgotten about what the struggle was that you want to eat cake, you know. Why are you eating that? What do you mean? Don't you remember? You know what I mean? So right. what I'm saying that I know that it's not an easy journey. I want to journey. eat cake today. <laughs> Twin. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's funny. But it's a real, but we are able to sit in this seat on this radio program and say, hey, don't give up praying for the person in your life that is struggling with an addiction. And a part of recapture is to recover the things lost or stolen. Honey, hunty, sir, ma'am, child, spouse, whoever, you have to be in a victorious place for yourself. And that is what recapture is all about. But we're using these few weeks to have a conversation that is important. We might for have families. to go live because some of the content and commentary we're going to share today. I work for a large national insurance company, and based on the data, the people moving into needing a mental health and substance use treatment is adolescents. And so, some of that commentary and data I'll probably share personally in my Facebook as a live. Uh, because we decided to look at this in the age specific, how to have those conversations. But there's some other uh, data and statistics I want to share with our followers and our listeners. So I'll probably do that in Facebook Live as a compliment to the radio program. But let's just get back in it. As you remember last week, we talked about uh, having conversations with your young people uh, about drugs. And so we just want to start off here today Moving forward with the preteen years from ages of nine, we did 12. a little bit about that, but we want to walk through it a little bit more. Okay. Those are some we'll take important a deeper dive here. Yes, Mona, those are some important years and age groups for our young people, and so yes, I think that's important that we that we yeah. Do that. So what we're looking at in terms of the preteen years, those are the ages when the people are just trying to uh, they're going to middle school. It, preteen is 9 to 12. And when I think about 9 years old, I'm not really thinking so much of a, a struggle or anything. But you'll know that the kids are getting their own individuality. Uh, they want to wear what they want to wear and go where they want to go with their friends. You know how I feel about what they wear. You wear what I say, but okay. We're going to give them a freedom and flexibility and that creativity. Well, we that helps about. from last week. We learned that that helps with decision making so when some difficult decisions they're faced with some maybe possible difficult situations or circumstances and you've encouraged them in their individuality you've encouraged as a parent you've encouraged your child to make right decisions so it's all for a bigger picture monica yeah so in that age of nine to 12 years old your kids are creating their own place in the world they're forming opinions, and those conversations are really good. At the same time, they're beginning to question your rules yes, and your views. And so, and that uh, shift is natural. It's a healthy part of growing up. It's a normal process of maturity, and it's the way of identifying or their development. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about some appropriate scenarios uh, to help your preteen understand how to stay healthy, and how to avoid substance use risk. So let's talk about a scenario. So let's see if your child, your start is child starting at middle school, and you know it's more likely that they're going to now be exposed to substance use. Isn't that sad? That really is a sad commentary. Mm-hmm. Your kids are going off to middle school, and they're going to be exposed to substance use. 
uh, in the social environment. I mean, it's substance use at school, because I know in the commentary how we, you know, when Essence was in school, Monica was in school, we still right now know those parents today because it's like, hey, what's up, Luann? Hey, what's up, Prudence? Well, you know, we knew who the parents was. I, from essence being in middle school, I can still say, "Hey, do you keep up with Bianca? Hey, what's going on? What's what's the girl name who uh, uh, we took her to the skating rink and her dad was like, why y'all going to the fifth ward? You know, <laughs> you know, I, we had co- we had a relationship. So, what social environments are your kids actually in? Where they're in this exposure to substance use? Every parent doesn't think the same way, though, Monica. Every parent is not. The in in terms of, you know, some I, I would just say in in terms of having a conversation of you saying, uh, some parent may say, uh, open that door, you you don't need privacy, open that door, you don't get to close the doors in the house, open the door. And other parents say, oh no, they they have a right to have their privacy, like what they doing in there, <laughs> you know. So every no, home is don't. different, you know. So so that's and uh, so in a social environment. Your kids may be exposed to conversations around substance use or other people using substances. What would you say? So uh, we're going to talk about this when you're, um, we talked about this, you know, when you were younger and that our family stands on substance use is no, you don't want to use it. There's older consequences of it, consequences to your health consequences to your appearance and now we're in middle school is legal consequences you could be going to a juvenile detention center for drug use or it's going to affect your school record and so you want to have a conversation um, and remember our family doesn't allow any substance use so you have to have these conversations with your 12-year-old, hey, it's going to affect your parents. Hey, it's going to affect your school life because you're going to go to ISS or detention, or they may even send you to another long-term program such as being expelled. I would say, Monica, they're having conversations about drug addiction and things of that nature, and it said always come from a place of love and compassion. Wow. I want to be – thank you, Mom, but my honesty, my honest view of it is – I, yes, of course, I want to come from a place of love and compassion. But I think I would be like, what? You know, so being prepared in advance for the conversations you're going to have with your with your children is like girding you up. Because my mind, when I was reading the information, it said, come from a place of love and compassion. My, my mind's like, uh, I want to do some what? You know, so. Uh, for our listening audience, for ourselves, I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. Am I just going to be like, oh, we about to have a, what is it, leave it to Beaver, Cleaver. Let's sit down, Johnny May. And- First of all, we're probably going to get on that little Facebook phone, the three of us, me, you, Shannon, and I. And uh, Morgan just doesn't get on those because she's working. And we start talking to each other about it. What? What did they say? You know, that's a good conversation uh, to have on one of these other conversations you might be having in your sister po- uh, podcast, uh, you hear from parents uh, that students are selling prescription drugs at school. Mm-hmm. What would you say? Now, one thing about it is you don't hear it from your kid. You just are friends with other parents. And this has come up in the conversation. What would you say? What do what you, you say, say, Monica? Well, I heard some kids at your school are selling pills. 
and they sold it to someone in their family. Uh, they got it from someone in their family. What I'm trying to tell you is that we we don't do that. We want to practice a conversation with your kids around some responses if someone is trying to give them or offer them medication from a friend. What you're going to do is you're going to let them know they can always use you as an excuse uh, to get out of a bad situation. And you're going to say, hey, listen, I cannot do that. I cannot do that. Um, my mama just ain't going to let me do that, and I'm going to be in all kind of problems, so I'm not going to even take those. I don't need those. I don't know what they are. So when a when a student is being faced with someone offering them drugs, they, they can use their mother or their parents like, no, man, my mom would kill me if I did something like that. Is that is that what you're trying to say? That is that the way to go? Yes, my mother just not having it. Now, I would tell you, uh, when we were little kids, we couldn't even have friends come by because we're like, y'all mama mean. Yes. And so it was... Yo, mama it, home. I'm not coming. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend that told me one time. Yeah, mama me. So I, I don't know if I recommend that as an approach. I think if your kid is having a conversation and there is somebody trying to offer them medication, they have to stand on their own two feet and say, no, I don't want to do that. Well, they, they're they using this as a scenario and an example because the kids have to continue to go to middle school and they're around people. And what they remember, we learned about this and we talked about this last week, that the kids, they value the opinions of their peers. So they don't want to seem like a nerd. So they just... The example is saying, hey, I'm not saying use like use the parents as an excuse, but use it as as a means to say, you know, they can identify with having a parent, too. Mm -hmm. So I understand what you're saying. No, they have to be. And it may be for certain students that they're strong enough to say, "Uh, uh, don't don't even come to me with that. Mm -mm." Right. They have to just be their own strong person. There's nothing wrong with you. And listen, you guys, this is a good opportunity for you to go to uh, online at KKHT and find our recapture podcast. Listen to the podcast with your young people as a way to have the conversation. Hey, you guys, let's talk about drugs. What are you seeing in your high school? What are you seeing in your middle school? We do have another scenario. And uh, how do you have a conversation with your child? Your child's favorite celebrity is involved in a drug scandal. That's a good example. That is really a good example. Because it's so... It happened in our real life for real a couple mm -hmm. of years ago when a young person mm -hmm. passed away. Every time I hear that artist's name, I'm heartbroken. Yes. And so that young person actually passed away. Yes. Now that young person, he passed away from drug use twin, the one I'm, that your son was... Uh, that, there's two listening. separate stories. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that kind of conversation, it was us always... The kids kind of treated us <laughs> to be, we're going to be uh, transparent on this point. They treated us like we were dumb on the subject. Oh, um, Amy, no, it, this is what happened. Okay, well, let's talk about it this way. But it was a good opening door of yes. the conversation for us as a family because they were broken hard about it. Uh, what you want to do is when the person is, you want to have a conversation with them. Uh, this is what you um you kind of want to say to them, being um, in the public eye, it puts a whole lot of pressure on people, puts pressure on the celebrity. And sometimes in order to alleviate the emotional uh, time, 
constraints and burden of that career, some of them turn to drugs. And because they think it will relieve that stress, but when a person uses drugs and alcohol, especially a young person who's still growing, it changes um, how their brain works and they make poor decisions. And most people who use drugs and alcohol need a lot of help to get better. I hope the celebrity has a good doctor and friends and family can help them get through this. So you can explain to your young person that a person is taking drugs oftentimes to alleviate stress or to alleviate depression or other anxieties, but that it's not the right choice. Right. They can go to their pastor. They can go to their doctor to get help. But in this case of a celebrity, hopefully that they have a doctor, family, or friends that can help them get better because it's hard to get better. It's not an easy journey, and that's why you want to let your young person know that if they're feeling depressed, they're feeling stressed, they're feeling overwhelmed, that they need to talk to you about it, and drugs is definitely not the way to go. And the examples that we have to give also is the example of our lifestyle because when we are parents and we're pulling out the cigarette or we're saying, I need a, I need something to drink, I need a beer, we're not telling our young people the right beyond the example of a celebrity. That's a whole nother conversation because, say, for instance, people do drink socially, And you might have a dinner at the dinner table or something like this. Now, we do know that we do have a Christian audience, but some people do have a glass of wine with their dinner. I'm not talking about having um, wine with dinner. Mm -hmm. I am talking about a lifestyle for our family members. We're talking about preteens, and when we're talking about high school students, they know the difference. Mm -hmm. They know the difference when the person is using those means and methods as an escape. And so remember last week we talked about making the conversations age appropriate. Mm-hmm. Even when even when we're talking about preschoolers, when you're when you're telling them about taking certain medications and vitamins and don't really talk about long term consequences because preschoolers they just need to see what's right before them. And so that's why we were having the conversation with them. It's not healthy. It's it's not safe. When they get older, then we start saying, hey, you can go to jail. You can use your privileges on the football team. You can get expelled or suspended. So we're having different conversations that's appropriate for a different age group. But when a person is in the middle school or high school, it's, it's a different conversation when saying that someone is having wine with dinner as opposed to the you know, the, I think the, the person is no longer being prepared. I'm glad that you said that, that the kids do know the difference. But we did talk about a little bit earlier on and the um, preteen conversation and even even earlier than that, when young persons start to um, they start to question your rules. If you I'm telling you, if you're having a glass of wine with dinner and you're telling your young person, don't take drugs, don't drink alcohol, they're going to say you drinking wine. If you're okay with having a glass of wine, you better be able to have a firm conversation like you just said, Donica, that my glass of red wine with dinner is not the same thing as somebody taking Percocet or some bringing you drugs at school that you do not know what they are, which is used for another intended purpose. These kids are very bright, as we talked about. They're going to question your rules anyway, and they're not dumb. 
So if you have a glass of wine to dinner or you go out with friends and you drink, then you better well be prepared to have a conversation with your young people that, hey, I'm only having one or two drinks socially and that I know when I go home I'm not going to drink more and that that is not the same as someone bringing you a opioid to school to sell to you. It is not prescribed for you, and it's not for its intended purpose. I'm just saying that that's a real true part of the conversation that people have to have. Perfect. And so while we're segueing to, uh, from the preteens, let's move forward to teenagers, 13 to 18 years sure. old, and what we think that we should uh, share for that age group. In my mind, when you were talking, Monica, you know what I was thinking? I was like, well, just don't drink. <laughs> but I, I understand you're having a real, I'm real, life, a real life conversation. This is a Christian radio station, and most of the people are going to be like, I'm calling that station because Christians don't drink. But I'm on the radio, and I'm telling you, some people drink. They have a glass of wine with dinner, or they go to a business event, and they're having glasses of wine with their colleagues. And they're not alcoholics or anything like that, but they do drink. Okay, and, and so I think that I think yes, it. that's so perfect for for the conversation. It's a a different view on both sides. It's, Let's just right, not be right. That's true. Oh, living in the perfect world. It's a conversation on both sides. Thank you so much, Monica. So we're going to move on to the conversation between teenagers. All right, now, um, Bunker, you see better and look good. You know, you hey, I work with the EAP, and one of my rules I used to say kind of as a joke: if you have a teenager, you have a sixteen-year-old, you need the EAP. The EAP is where you go for counseling for free at work. If you got a 16-year-old, you probably need counseling, not them. <laughs> because sometimes your kids are just in all kind of conversations and all kind of uh, exploring their own creativity, as we talked about earlier, for the young people. So let's talk about having conversations with your teenager, and that is the ages of uh, 13 to 18. Oh, now we know that t- teenagers, we talked about this already, uh, they're incredibly savvy when it comes to their own knowledge about substance use and they uh, need information and mef- messages just based on real life. We talked about real life. You over there drinking, telling them not to drink. This is a pivotal time for parents to help your kids make positive choices uh, about substances. Just say no. Remember that commercial back in the day? They start scrambling their egg and say, this is uh, this is your brain. And then they crack it and put it in that pan. And this is your brain on drugs. Mm-hmm. Crack it. It's just sizzling. That, hey, that's the conversation. Maybe you ought to do that at home in the kitchen. This is your brain on drugs. Um, so there's a couple of scenarios we're going to talk about. Um, you're with your child and you both notice a, a few kids vaping. Ooh, Donica, what are you going to say about that? I'm going to say, what's their mama number about to call? <laughs> what are you going to say about that, that you see kids vaping? So it really concerns me to see those kids vaping. I know that it's becoming really common right now, but that doesn't mean it's safe. This is what you're talking to your kids about. What do you think about vaping? What do you think about vaping? You tell your kids that. Do any of your friends do it? I'm going to say, do you do it? Do you vape? I'm not punishing you or anything. I just want to understand so I can help you. Okay, that's perfect. Um, that is perfect, Monica, that you want to have a conversation about addiction and drugs and have a, ask a real question, and we're here to help. I think that's perfect. Right. There's so many health consequences and other consequences about that. We did talk about consequences of you can't play athletics like you want to. You're not going to look as good as you look. 
your appearance isn't going to be good, your health isn't going to be good. So let's talk about another scenario as we close this out. You, Your teen is starting high school, and you want to remind them that they do not have to give in the peer pressure about substances to vape, drink, or use. What would you say? And this is our this is how we're going to close it out for today. This is your tip for the journey. What do you say to your kids? High school will be fun time in your life. You want to enjoy yourself and your friends, but we also know you might experience pressure to drink alcohol, vape, or use marijuana or other substances. A lot of kids will be doing it and acting like it's normal part of being a teenager, but it isn't. Most teens actually don't do those things. You'll have a lot of decisions to make for yourself, and you just might make some mistakes. But just know that you can talk to us anytime about anything, even if you do make a mistake and feel like you're stuck in the situation, that you need our help. We won't freak out. We will love you, and we'll help you figure it out along the way. Perfect, Monica. Thank you so much. I'm Donica. Hey, and I'm Monica. Thank you for joining us on this week's broadcast. My prayer is that you continue to grow, find peace, forgiveness, knowledge, and information. To learn more or connect with us, visit our website at the PSDiamondCelebration.com. Until next time.